The Medallion, Chapter 17 The truncated shadows of two men jostled on the curved stone wall. They were somewhere behind her, but in Kate's dizzy state, their voices sounded like they were coming through the tin cans she and Corvin used to tie together with string to make their own telephones. Her lungs burned with each breath, and she wanted to cough, but she stifled the urge and listened until one voice came clear. It was Jorid. There was no need for your men to hit me and knock me out? Did they forget I am the one risking everything to give your rebel soldiers sanctuary within the temple grounds? Did you forget that we have an alliance? A high grating voice shot back at Jorid. I lead the remnant from Roseanne, and soon I will be the Corvan and also rule Kadir. I expect everyone to follow my orders, including you and all your priests. I told you to alert my men as soon as Tirith came to see you, but instead they woke up to find you sitting with her under cover of darkness. Whoever that distinctive voice belonged to, Kate knew for certain he was not to be trusted. I didn't know Tirith came to the temple. She hasn't been to see me for two segments, and the only person she allows into the palace is the captain of the guard. I didn't have time to wake your men. Jorid was trying to fool this man into thinking that Kate was actually Tirith. What was he up to? After a long pause, the irritating voice came back. I hope you're not lying to me. I may need you to get my men in and out of the city, but that does not mean I trust you. You are fortunate my rebel spies were there to capture Tirith before she could escape back to the palace. Now my plans can proceed. Are you going to marry her right away? I will not wed my queen without the sacred jewels on her head. It would be a bad omen for me. But how are you going to get the tiara back? Cor, that boy stole it from you. Yes, but my scouts have tracked him down. He is hiding with one of the sisters in the ruined side of Kadir. Corvin's back in Kadir? The rebel leader's voice rose even higher. I am the chosen Corvan. If you refer to that imposter as the Corvan around my men, you will certainly die. Do you understand? Jord mumbled something in response. You will return to the temple and carry on as normal. As soon as the jewels are back in my hand, I will send for you. Remember, it does not matter to me if you die. Another priest can be appointed to perform my marriage ceremony. Jord spoke calmly. Another priest would not be ready to aid you in your plans to take over Kadir. It may be better if you wait until you take over the palace before you wed. I know my own men. For them to accept me as the Corvan and do my bidding, I require a counterpart. My counterpart must be wearing those jewels, and a priest must marry us. These three are not negotiable. Nothing else I have agreed to do for you will take place until all is completed. Fail me, and you will never see the inside of the palace. Now go. Return to your temple. Wait for my signal. I need to speak with your bride-to-be before I go. I want to let Tirith know what is happening. You will see her at the wedding and by then she will be quite aware of her future as my counterpart. Their footsteps faded with the light of the torch, and Kate closed her eyes. A wave of fatigue swept over her, and when she opened them again, she found herself back in the entry room beside the council chamber. She stood shakily. Even in this dream place, the drug she had been given was affecting her. Entering the chamber, Kate found the star on a new door was glowing, along with a distinctive mark in the center. Jord had said that the marks identified the owners of the medallions. This mark was different, so it had to be someone new. She touched the star and looked inside. Tirith stood before her, a silver medallion in her hand, and clothed in a white dress with delicate embroidered green vines and purple flowers around its neckline. Kate, I'm so glad it worked. It's so difficult to let yourself fall asleep when you know you have to. Kate opened the door and stared at the medallion in Tirith's hand. Please don't think me a coward, Tirith said, following Kate's gaze. 
I picked up your medallion after the rebel soldiers took you and Jord away, but there was nothing I could do for you on my own. I ran to the palace and sent my guards to search for you, but they lost the trail in the crags. Tirith drew closer. Do you know where you are? Is Jorid still with you? Kate shook her head. I'm in a cave, and, and Jorid is talking with a man who thinks I'm you, and the other man wants to marry you so his men will follow him. Tirith tried to step over the threshold, but the invisible screen held her back. Yes, the leader of the Roseanne Remnant is both crazy and dangerous. Is Corvin there with you? Kate looked at the ground, then back to Tirith. That crazy leader said Corvin is back, and he stole some jewels, some sort of crown you need to wear when he marries you. He said he'll kill Corvin to get it back and sent his soldiers out to find him. Then I must find Corvin first. The leader also said Corvin is hiding out in the broken part of the city with his sister, except Corvin doesn't have a sister. That is good news. The sisters are a group of warriors from the city of refuge. I will ask one of my guards to contact them and see what they know. Kate wasn't so sure Corvin traveling with yet another girl was good news, even if the girl knew how to fight. The rebels must be keeping you in their base up by the crags. If you can find out the location, I can send the captain of the guard to rescue you. Kate frowned. I am in a small cave, but I have no idea where it is. Tirith nodded. Then you must find out more and meet me here again tomorrow night. Make sure you wear your medallion at all times and don't let any of the rebels see it. Kate nodded. Tiris treating her like a younger sister didn't bother her. She was glad she had met someone she could trust, even if it was someone Corvin was interested in. And please tell Jord I am thinking of him when you see him. Kate stood silent. Tirith paused. What's wrong, Kate? Nothing, it's just I'm not sure. Tiris' image wavered as if she were on a TV that was losing its signal, then vanished from the adjoining room. Kate closed the door and stood staring at the symbol etched in the center of its star. She crossed over to the door where Jorid had showed up. The engraved mark in the center of that star matched the symbol on the medallion she'd found in the bone nest just before she encountered Jorad. That could only mean that Jorad had switched medallions on her after he met her at the stone door. She opened the door to his chamber anteroom, but the small room was empty. Of course, Jorad was awake and on his way back to the city to follow the instructions of the rebel leader. Jorad hadn't made a mistake by mixing up the medallions. He did it because he thought by switching them he would get the glowing one that would open all the doors. He deceived her to get the master medallion, but instead he ended up with the one from the bone nest. Kate clenched her jaw as she headed back to her own chamber. When was she going to learn to be less trusting of men? As her door shimmered into place, she looked out with a distinct impression something or someone was watching her from the darkness beyond the shattered door. The light in the small room dimmed to darkness, and the damp of the rebel leader's cave was cool on her skin. Kate opened her eyes, sat on the mat, and tried to get her bearings, but the torch was gone. There wasn't enough light to see anything. A noise to her right brought her head quickly around. Who's there? she whispered. A hand clamped over her mouth, and an arm pulled her firmly against a man's chest. She tried to scream, but the arm gripped her tighter, and the hand over her mouth stifled her cries. You must be quiet, the man whispered in her ear. The guard is just outside the entrance. I'm here to help you. Kate quit struggling. The voice belonged to the man with the curly hair and purple robe in the medallion chamber. The glow of an approaching torch lit up the walls of the cavern as footsteps approached. The guards heard you. Let me take your medallion for safekeeping. We can't let them discover that you have the chamber master. He tugged on the chain of the medallion around her neck and Kate clutched at it. After George's deceit, she would not be trusting anyone with her medallion. It's okay. I understand. I won't take it. The hand dropped away from her mouth and the man lowered her back onto the mat. But you must keep it hidden at all times. The torchlight was just beyond the corner. 
Meet me in the chamber as soon as you can. There's much I need to tell you. The man leaned in, and Kate caught a glimpse of his face before a gentle kiss on her forehead. His voice whispered in her ear, I will find a way to get you out of here, I promise. He pushed away from her and behind the shadows of a rocky outcrop just as the torchlight bloomed around her. Two armed soldiers entered the cave. One held his torch high as the other approached her along with the familiar scent of burnt oil. A dirty cloth dangled from his hand. His face was in shadow, but she could hear the cruel smile in his voice. Don't try to resist, princess. This is the only way to keep someone as feisty as you calm for your upcoming wedding. Our Corvan requires a compliant counterpart. The soldier holding the torch laughed and his light flickered as the oily odor drew near. 